Killer man. Well, appreciate the time. Want to get into the new album, of course, tour with Silverstein and get your opinion on a couple things. But, uh, dude, let's start off with some hometown talk. I grew up in Orange County. We're an Inland Empire radio station. I know that you kind of feel like me, probably like we get no respect being from Orange County or IE living in the shadow of L.A. But uh, wanted to talk a little Orange County with you. Where exactly are you guys from from Orange County? Um, we're honestly all kind of spread about, uh, from Tustin, uh, I'm in Fountain Valley and then, um, we, we have another guy that's in San Diego too. So not even technically Orange County. So that's, that's what confused me on the bio. It said like Orange County, San Diego. And I was like, well, those are two very different places. Yeah. We we've claimed to be from San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange <laughs> County, just kind of whatever fits, uh, what show we're playing at the time, honestly. <laughs> whatever fits the narrative i get you yeah. <laughs> well dude i'm kind of curious too go, growing up in orange county where are you from tustin no i was actually born in anaheim and i i spent most of my life there actually okay so kind of a north orange county guy like myself that was me anaheim fullerton garbage grove that whole area kind of grow yeah ex- garbage grove exactly yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm talking about so yeah. kind of curious too man you know growing up in orange county there aren't a lot but there are a few examples and i'm kind of curious if there was any orange county bands that kind of gave you the inspiration like hey they did it we could do it like in a tray you or a thrice or even like an offspring or anything like that was there any orange county band that you grew up with that was kind and like those guys are doing it i can do it too i'm a kid from tustin i can make it uh that's funny you said thrice because that was literally who i was gonna say because i um <laughs> thrice th- i have a thrice tattoo um they're like probably like my longest standing favorite band that i've listened to from like since i was 14 and i'm i'm, I'm gonna be 34 this year so like pretty much 20 years and um yeah i, I know they're i know they're they're local and i i know a couple of people who who know those guys and it's it was definitely a really cool thing to see like in high school just be like well they were just like a local kind of punk band at, at one point and now they're like i feel like they're like a legacy rock band for orange county so they were very very inspiring to say the least Dude, I love what they're doing. They're going out and playing artist in the ambulance this summer in its entirety. I love that yeah, yeah. from them and, and stoked to see them at the House of Blues and I'm on that tour. Yeah, man. Um, I I really liked the one after that called uh, Visu and yeah. um, the Alchemy Index. Like they have, I mean, I, I usually find something to love on almost everything they've put out. But uh, yeah, I love, love those guys, man. And yeah, Artist in the Ambulance is a, a timeless record. It's great. Yeah, I love, love that, man. And they did a re-record of it, too, with some guest vocals, kind of like a 20th anniversary edition, which was really cool, too. I heard that. It was it was awesome, man. It was uh, it's it's funny hearing his voice like just years later, because I feel like he's it's not like he's gotten old, but it's just I think it's just like if you tour for 20 years, your voice is probably going to change. But he he just has so much character in his voice. It's it's really cool to hear. Yeah, you can hear the miles on the odometer when you sing. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I am patiently waiting for that to catch up with me as well. So we will see. 
Well, dude, let's let's talk a little uh, day seeker music. And I'm kind of curious, man, no way to not talk about these past couple of years. We've all had to endure with this pandemic craziness. And you guys were on a tear doing an album every two years. And then, whoops, this pandemic hits. And then Dark Sun ends up being three years. So kind of take me back to like the craziness when it started, like March of 2020. Where were you guys kind of at with, with the new album at that point? Um, well, by that point, uh, we had an album before Dark Sun called Sleep Talk, and that album had only been out, I think, for maybe five months or so uh, by the time the pandemic hit. So we were we were still kind of trying to ride the high from that record, and we were actually in the middle of a tour when the pandemic hit. We had been out for a week, and we were out in Massachusetts, and then we just got word, like, yeah, tours postponed. Um, you can just drive home. Uh, and they were like, oh, we'll push it out like four months. But, you know, this should be over in like three or four weeks. So it should be super safe. And then just like, you know, a year and a half later, uh, here we are. But uh, no, it was kind of interesting because I feel like it allowed our our prior record Sleep Talk to kind of sit out and kind of marinate with a bunch of people because you couldn't go to shows or do anything. And it was really interesting because by the time we came back to play music again and we got in front of crowds, there was like such a huge shift in popularity where we were like, Oh, this is like different, but in a, in a really good way though. And we, and you're right though, that we, we were on a pretty consistent like two year cycle. And then uh, our label was kind of asking us like in the middle of the pandemic, like, yeah, what's up with that new album? We were like, dude, we, we cut, we got like one tour that like that we got to do off sleep talk. So we, we pushed it a bit. We did a headliner where we only played like sleep talk basically. And then we felt like that would be a good time to kind of like start transitioning into the, the newer record past that point. Yeah. So what, about what time did you start working on, on uh, dark sun then about what time roughly? It was, let me see. Uh, it was it was about a year and a half ago, honestly. Yeah, it's it's crazy that uh we like around the time it was releasing in uh in uh, November uh, of uh twenty twenty two, it was funny, you know, your social media gives you like reminders of things you were doing a year ago and it, I was getting videos that I was like in the studio just starting to work on it. So it was uh it was about a year long process, but we we would go in maybe like two, three times a week. Like we we used to do that thing where we, we would go to like a remote location for four to six weeks and just like hammer out a full length. And I, um, there's no disrespect to that, but I really feel like, um, us taking our time, like we did with dark sun and, and the record before it, I feel like it allows us to kind of like, you might be working on something for like six months. And then after a while, like that song kind of sucks, huh? Or it's just <laughs> not, it's not that good. Um, so I think it allows you to like create an album without burning yourself out really easily. So, it was it was the better part of a year that we spent working on Dark Sun and kind of a, a heavy topic behind it and some heavy themes that kind of the the loss of your dad and then the birth of your daughter at the same time, which it, strangely enough, I lost my dad several years ago, too. So I, I feel your pain and condolences, man. But uh, yeah, sorry to hear that, man. It, you know, the new life, I, I think, does kind of help out when, when you're losing somebody to have that new life and that, bring a child into this world at the same time kind of kind of helps fill that void in your heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, you're totally right. It was, I mean, not to get too dark, but you know, when my, my dad was in hospice, like the last couple of days he was alive. I mean, it's, it's a pretty dark setting with everybody in the room, just like kind of preparing for the worst. But then 
you know, I'd be like crying one second and then I'd look over and then my daughter is just blissfully unaware as to like yep. the heavy scene she's in. So she'd be like smiling or laughing and it would kind of like, it it would sort of take away like how dark of a setting it was. And, and definitely like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that process would have been like if I didn't have my daughter because it was just such an, such an easy thing to like, distract me and, and kind of fill me with a lot of happiness and joy in a, in a really horrible time. And it was, and yeah, but it, it is a trip though. Cause like, it's, you know, it's like we, we have our family get together still like for Christmas and Thanksgiving and it's, it's all like, it's, it's still like, the, it's, it's weird. It's almost like my dad traded places with my daughter or something. Cause I, we were like going to do Thanksgiving after we passed and I was like, Oh, it's weird. It's like, the same amount of people, but it's just my dad isn't here anymore. But no, it's uh, it, it's it's great being a parent. I feel like honestly, having my daughter made me uh, love and respect my dad a lot more because it's uh, it's not easy. It, it really isn't. Show you what love's all about, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. I don't I don't know if you have kids, but it's definitely uh, like I you just you can't really fathom it. It's it's not like you love your your sister, your brothers, your parents, a, a girlfriend, like partner. It's, it's just like the highest amount of love I think you can have for another human being. Totally. Totally. Well, man, I appreciate you being so open and honest about such a heavy topic and, and to not get all down and <laughs> depressed. Let's kind of switch things up. Talk about the tour. You got to be pumped for this tour, man. Going out with Silverstein, another band that started 20 plus years ago. I'm sure you grew up on that first Silverstein album. And uh, talk to me about, about going out with these guys. You got to be pumped. We got you in the IE at RMA Riverside Municipal Auditorium coming up here on Friday, April the 21st. Yeah. Um, just really excited, man. As you said, yeah, I grew up listening to those guys, like literally in high school. I, I loved Silverstein. Um, I, I've gotten to do uh, Shane's podcast, uh, lead singer syndrome a couple of times. And he, he's just, uh, he's just the best guy. And everybody just says that they're, they're the nicest group in the world. So I'm really excited. And I'm excited to play Riverside because I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent positive that the last time we played Riverside was like, eight years ago and it was it was a hookah bar uh venue and i man i wish i could remember the name but it was it was not a good time Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what it's funny because i was gonna ask you about that too if you you had to have played the ie at some point it was it mission tobacco lounge uh that, that sounds kind of familiar actually yeah it downtown was, uh, riverside i think so it was a very interesting setup but i've i've heard uh I've heard really, really good things about the the RMA, so I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, the RMA is gorgeous, gorgeous old school venue, little uh, 1400, I think it fits. So it's a beautiful amphitheater, great sound in there as well. So you're going to dig it. But yeah, man, outside of that gig, did you go up coming out to IE shows like Showcase Theater and Corona, like as a popular spot? I didn't really, you know, I, I, I just spent most of my time going to shows. Um I was in a local band in like La Habra and Whittier when I was yeah. 18. So I, man, I, well, like uh, chain reaction was a, a pretty, yeah, it's just like the, you know, the, the goat small club in Orange <laughs> County chain reaction. Uh, and I put, uh, yeah, doll hut. Uh, I, I played a venue called, uh, the green turtle before in Whittier, which is like, I think it was like a Chinese restaurant. It was, you know, <laughs> that was, <laughs> Those were like some, some times, you know, back in the day. Um, 
but yeah, honestly, yeah, just so much chain reaction. And then every once in a while I had to LA for the, the, the whiskey or uh, just, you know, those kind of places out there. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, dude, I appreciate all the time. Last thing, uh, last couple of things I wanted to hit you with uh, speaking individually, dude, I love that tune that you did with varsity a few years back. I love Joey Varela and your yeah. voice and his voice is like, Oh my God, I, I didn't even realize it, you know, cause I kind of came onto the scene with them when they put out their first, uh, spine farm record or the EP cloud city EP is kind of when they came on my radar. And then I saw that you did a tune with them. And I looked back and was like, Oh yeah, no brainer. Your voices together are perfect. And I looked it up. That tune came out in 2018 and now they're on spine farm in 2020. Did you kind of help negotiate that or not negotiate <laughs> it, but not negotiate it, but at least facilitate. <laughs> yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Kind of make that introduction. And no, you know, that's funny. I know I, I had no, I had no part in that at all. Spine farm. They, they have an interesting radar with their A&R where I think they just try and look out for bands that they, that they, they think are like about to get very popular before they do. Cause they definitely took like a risk with us. Um, I think they took a risk with varsity. I, I think they did the same thing with another band called sleep token a oh, couple yeah. of years ago. And I, I loved sleep token when they signed them, I was really excited, but it feels like only a couple months ago, did they kind of like, people start really paying attention to who they were. So no, it was just, um, it was just fate, man. I, I wish I could say I had some hand in that, but I think, I think it's just cause those guys were talented and spine farm noticed it. How did you meet up with Joey being an East coast band and you West coast? Yeah. Um, man, Joey, Joey, I met on some of our earliest tours like nine or 10 years ago. And he was, he, he's been a supporter of day seeker since like, I want to say our first or second record. And yeah, he just, he showed a lot of love to us when we were playing to like 10 people in Brooklyn, you know, not too long ago. And there was even a time like, um, just in, I want to say maybe, yeah, 2017, 2018, we all, he like let us crash in his small apartment in New York. You know, he's, he's always been just, um, very kind and, and very supportive of us. So got, got a lot of love for that guy. Rad to hear. Yeah, he's a good dude and, and rooting for him and and always like to spread some some varsity love. Dude, I appreciate all the time. Last thing I got to hit you with. Uh, we're an old school radio station. We do a feature called Mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. Kind of curious if you went through that uh, guitar hero or maybe skateboarding phase when you got into Metallica. You know, what's funny is, is I, I never really got into Metallica growing up. I mean, like I like it, they were impossible to avoid, though. You right. know, like it was just obviously like uh, Inter Sandman, St. Anger. I, act, I actually just watched um, a few months ago that documentary that they did like 20 years ago. I forget what it was called, but it was it was really interesting, actually. Kind of monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, it was awesome. It was, it was really, really surprised. Like, I'm like, this is a pretty raw and unfiltered look at your band. Um, but no, honestly, like they're, they're so talented and they, they see, they seem like great guys and um, like they write great music. I don't know why I just like, I think I was just so much more into like, I wanted like yelly screamy metal when I was like 14 and 15, like, like I was really into like Under Oath and the use. I, I wanted stuff that I guess was like more like emo when I was a teenager in my prime. So I, man, I never really hit like my crazy Metallica phase, but I have a lot of respect for them. 
Yeah, I mean, it, talk about that movie, a band at its worst, like falling apart at the seams, at <laughs> rehab. But you got to give them credit for showing warts and all because a lot of people would hide that stuff. I mean, all the respect in the world to those guys. No, totally. There were there were a lot of moments on that documentary that they they weren't pretty and they weren't flattering to what was happening to their band. And I think that's what was so cool about it, though, because a lot of any other times you see like documentaries put together about musicians, it's always polished in a way to make them look very normal and happy, successful. And yeah, it was, it was just a really raw look at like, I mean, we, we've never really gotten to that point. It's we're, I mean, we're pretty mellow. We don't really, <laughs> we drink, we don't do a ton of draw. It's just like, we, I don't know. I feel like I got lucky that I, I didn't get into like a party band or anything, but it's no, I have a lot of respect for them, man. That was a really raw look at what it is to be in a band. And crazy 20 years later, you know what they're doing this summer? They're playing two nights in every town. They're doing SoFi Stadium, two nights, no repeat weekend, different opening bands each night, like 40 plus years into their career. Like, how can that not be inspiring for any band? It, no, it definitely is. I think that's the crazy thing is, is that it seemed like they were on the cusp of breaking up that entire documentary. And then I'm obviously it didn't happen. I'm like, and it's not even like they, they had a rise and fall where they, seem to lack popularity i'm like yeah you're you're 40 years later still just like arguably like one of the biggest rock or not even rock just one of the biggest like metal bands uh in the world so uh yeah a lot of love for those guys man for mandatory metallica what metallica tune can we play for you what would it be sandman or saint anger which one i i would go with saint anger yeah yeah it's a good one even though the trash can steel drum, you know, <laughs> dude, I think it has character. I love it, man. <laughs> Sign of the times, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Can't wait to see you guys at uh, RMA and hopefully uh, you'll be hitting the crowd afterwards and running around. Maybe I'll get a chance to say hi. Yeah, I, I, I try not to go into the like. Man, I'm not trying to say it like in an egotistical way. It's just when I go into the crowds these days, it's it's kind of a shit show. And I, I notice like I get um, I get sick so easily. Like if I like when we had a COVID tour where like I didn't interact with the crowd at all. And I got through the whole thing without getting sick. And I was like, imagine that. Because every time somebody comes up to you, they're like talking this close to your face or they want to shake your hand. And um, I'll usually... I'll be out and about at some point, maybe grabbing a drink, but I mean, do, do they let you go like backstage or anything? I mean, you're with the rock station. I feel like they should. Sometimes, dude, it's like a, it's like a back box of my magic. Like I never know what I'm going to get. Sometimes I show up and there's passes and then sometimes it's just tickets and have a nice day. So I never know. <laughs> gotcha, man. Yeah. Well, Hey, I, you're pretty recognizable. So if, if I see you, I'll, I'll definitely grab you and give you a shout. Beautiful, man. I appreciate the time. Best of luck with the tour and, and hope to see you out there on the 21st of April. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. The time. Thanks, Roy. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.